News Digest, 4th of July, 3307. With LaveCon once again pivoted successfully to an online Hollow-Me event, Galnet News Digest is proud this month to enter its sixth year of reading the galactic news so you don't have to. And in this week's news, Hudson in trouble. Ask Commander's back breakaway faction. Salvation says thank you for all the relics. Dredging of the past. Save our bark mounds. It could so easily have been Jupiter Rochester's corporatist movement that caused schism in the Federation. But following the comprehensive defeat of the Jupiter Division, first by the Federal Navy, then by the Core Dynamics Corporation, and with Jupiter Rochester locked away without trial in the darkest dungeon the Federation could find, it fell to President Hudson himself and to Vice President Archer to set the ball rolling for the secessionists and for what has the potential to be a significant diminution in the real estate held by the Federation. The Domestic Counterterrorism Act and the Proactive Detection Bureau that it established have proved so unpopular that whole factions are on the verge of declaring their independence, leaving the Federation and taking their star systems with them. It's their fiery balls of plasma and they're going home. The first faction to declare its independence is the Azalaju Free, and it is being seen as a litmus paper to judge whether the independence movement will snowball. Because that's what litmus paper does. It snowballs. The Federation Navy is in attendance in Azalaju and in three other systems run by the Azalaju Free. If it quelled the rebellion, then that would be an end to it. If the Azalaju Free demonstrates that the Federal Navy is a spent force, then more factions, including the Coalition of Uteran, the LP726-6 Free, and even Gluscap Labour, are likely to declare their independence to be free of the Snoopers Charter that Hudson and his Vice President have put in place. And the war is going disastrously badly for Hudson. There seems to be little support for the Federal Forces and the Azalaju Free, with nearly five times as many supporters and more than ten times the number of kills, is well on the way to guaranteeing its independent status. The question now is how much further that litmus paper snowballs and just how small the rump of the Federation turns out to be. Nesh Incorporated, the faction hosting the Federal Navy and signally failing to make inroads into the rebel forces, seems unlikely to be the president's favourite faction on Thursday, when the conflict will finish and at least four, possibly many more systems, leave the Federation forever. They found what may have been the first recorded surface contact with Sargoids in the Colsac Nebula, with still active barnacle refueling stations and a 200-year-old historical geological settlement. They found the sister ship to the Adamaster, the Hesperus, with its story of corporate rivalry and piracy and the dredger that had been plundering the wreck. 
they found the anaconda Proteus with information left behind by the escaped science crew of the Hesperus. And they found the site of an ancient guardian Thargoid battle with ruins and crashed ships far from any other known guardian sites. They did all this in the time since the discovery of the ancient ship Adamaster in October last year, with our help. And now the mysterious figure known only as Salvation wants to use knowledge gathered by the long dead crew of the Hesperus to develop new deadly weapons to assist in the fight against the Thargoids. With our help, Salvation has massively surpassed the feeble attempts of tri-superpower anti-Thargoid agency Aegis to gather research samples to develop new weapons. A message received by those who assisted Salvation in this effort makes it clear that Salvation sees Aegis as a rival, and that someone in the shadows, perhaps the fabled club, might be manipulating events. Here's that message in full. Commander, this is Salvation. You have performed excellent work delivering Guardian artifacts to my associates at Taurus Mining Ventures, and I hope you are satisfied with the payment. I urge you not to trust Aegis. That organization is a hollow sham built by those in power to distract the masses. They will never have the capabilities to deal with the xenological threat that I have. To that end, you must remain alert for the next phase of my project. I will have need of pilots of your caliber, because the work I am undertaking is of huge importance. Our governments have failed to protect us. Our corporations have become corrupt. Our weapons are insufficient. Our defenses are unreliable. I will change everything, with your help. I remain very truly yours. Salvation. Salvation doesn't seem to be in any rush to continue their research. The smart money is on some sort of weaponry or other anti-Zeno technology being ready in about six months. But that can only happen without continued support for this mysterious character who's being treated as a villain by Aegis, by the Empire, the Federation and the Alliance, and whom the Pirates Federation has declared as untrustworthy. Can we trust him? Is salvation really our only hope? Only time will tell if we were right to trust them. The unexpected arrival of a space dredger at Kumo City has caused surprise and consternation. But Archon Delane's Kumo Council seems suspiciously comfortable with their new neighbours. Kumo City was opened recently on the 30th of April, following a campaign to establish Archon Delane as a power to be reckoned with in the galaxy, a campaign that saw significant support from the Sirius Corporation. The Dredger, which arrived on Thursday, is one of several operated by the criminal clan known as the Blue Viper Club. While most Dredger clans spend their time in deep space, the Blue Viper ships are known to be drug smugglers and raiders, with several outposts devastated by their attacks, despite the claim by the Wallglass Detective Agency that none of their dredgers had ever before entered an inhabited system. The concern must be that with the crew of the dredger establishing contact with the Kumo Council, the Blue Viper Club 
may have stolen or salvaged something in deep space that may or may not be vital to the future of humanity. Perhaps something that will set Archon Delane up as a rival to salvation. Perhaps something that will set him up as a major superpower. But at this stage, we simply do not know. Attempts to interrogate the comms beacons on the dredger have succeeded only in extracting the message, bugger off, or we'll feed your ship to the dredger. The tourist beacon at Mick Turner Base in the California sector BA-A East 6 system reads, this Barkman population is popular with scientists and sightseers alike. Its close proximity to an Alliance base has caused much speculation. Well, now it's the cause of quite a bit more speculation because the Bark Mounds had vanished, not only from here, but from all around the galaxy. The scientists of the Canon have launched an appeal to find and restore Bark Mounds to the galaxy. The appeal is presented by an eminent research scientist, philanthropist, and pedant, Commander LCU, no fool like one. It was once said that the bark mounds were so abundant that you could walk across the galaxy on the back of them. But sadly, these majestic organisms are now endangered. We first noticed they'd started to disappear on the 19th of May 3307. Once upon a time, the landscapes of many worlds were littered with these cone-shaped wonders like a particularly persistent pimply rash. But now, those landscapes are barren wastelands, devoid of all organic life. If you can find any bark mounds at all, they'll just be a few lonely, isolated specimens instead of the joyous herds like traffic cones on a 20th century motorway. Throughout the airwaves, Canon researchers would be regularly heard announcing their bark mound discoveries. Ooh, how exciting! There's some biological sites on this planet. I do hope it's crystalline sh- Oh. Oh, it's bark mounds. For fuck's sake, it's more of those fucking orange, pointy, barking bastards. Fuck off, will ya? Bark mounds? Really? Again? It's bark mounds! <laughs> bark mounds! Bark mounds! Oops, old bark mounds again. It's bark mounds, man. Why don't we just take off and nuke the site from orbit? For fuck's sake, not more fucking bark mounds. But now, the airwaves are silent, and we mourn the loss of these fascinating organisms. Canon Research extensively studied the sounds made by the bark mounds, and what we found out may astonish you. Absolutely nothing. We found out nothing. At best, there's a vague similarity to brain tree noises, but frankly, that's quite a stretch. Tourists used to flock to McTurner Base, where there was an extensive field of bark mounds just outside. The bark mounds are now gone, and the tourist beacons dumped unceremoniously on a hillside. Independent pilots would joyously frolic around the fields of bark mounds, carefully harvesting the growths that would drop valuable materials or sometimes using more intensive methods. 
But now the bark mounds are gone, and those that remain are only yielding inferior materials. Nobody knows why they're gone. Perhaps it's habitat change, or the human settlements springing up everywhere, or people harvesting them for who knows what purpose. We need you to help save the bark mounds. Please, put pressure on the Pilots' Federation to preserve these organisms. We need them reintroduced at McTurner Base, where they can be protected against poachers by the no-fire zone. Do your bit. Save the bark mounds. Stop doing that. If you'd like to make a donation to that appeal, please send your ARCs to Galnet News Digest, care of Alvin DeFeer, Hutton Orbital, Proxima Centauri, near Alpha Centauri, the Milky Way Galaxy. And don't forget to mark your envelopes. I'm crazy for Bark Mounds. And that's this year's LabeCon Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Crystal shards, crystal shards, no, it's about land. Oh, poison planet E6, volcanism maybe? Oh, no, it's about land. Oh, there's biology down there. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's just back mounds again. <laughs>